Hello, and welcome to another edition of the PCOS Diva podcast. This is Amy Medling, your host, and I am a certified health coach and the founder of PCOS Diva. And today we're going to be talking about a subject that I saw a lot of commonality among women who were doing my Sparkle program in this this past spring and fall. And Sparkle is a 14-day detoxification program. And I was finding that the, through the detoxification process, it was triggering migraines um, for some of the women who are um, kind of predisposed to chronic migraines. And I was kind of doing a little bit more digging with um, among my uh, community, and it seems like migraines is an, it can, could be another common symptom for women with PCOS. I have to say that I have been really blessed that I have never suffered a migraine, but my sister, who also has PCOS, is plagued with migraines. Um, and I know that, that she, um, over the years, has tried to manage um, her migraines naturally. And, you know, I wanted to bring on an expert that was really aligned with sort of that natural way of managing symptoms like we do here at PCOS Diva. And um, I was thrilled that Erin Knight agreed to come on the podcast. And Erin is a um, an expert at helping women um, gain freedom from chronic migraines through natural solutions. So, Erin, I'm so thrilled you're here. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk to everybody today about um, some things I can start doing right away and then things longer term to break free from that migraine cycle. So I want to give everyone a little um, more information about you. I'm going to read your bio. Um, Erin helps women who desire natural solutions providing freedom from chronic migraines so they can experience a dramatic increase in productivity and thrive in the active life they dream of. Erin has her Master's of Engineering from the University of Michigan and is trained in functional diagnostic nutrition and nutrigenomics. And after a decade of guiding Fortune 500 teams through root cause analysis, she now applies these problem-solving skills to our most complex system, the human body. So I would love to start, Erin, by just um, giving us a little bit of your history and how you ended up um, you know, moving from helping Fortune 500 teams um, and being an, an engineer to helping um, people kind of uh, heal from migraines. <laughs> of course, that sounds like a big leap, right? And if you ask a little girl what she wants to do when she grows up, you're probably never going to get migraine expert, right? But okay. I was... Sorry, go ahead. Erin, you with us? Yep. Okay, um, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Can you hear me? Yes. Should I start start over? Yeah, start over. Okay. Um, so it is a, a big leap. How did somebody go from engineering to helping people with their migraines? And if you ask a little girl what she wants to be when she grows up, I know you're never going to get, oh, migraine expert. But from an early age, I had this drive to help people feel good. And if you ask anybody in my family what they remember about me when I was a little girl, they'll 
tell you these stories about how I'd run up to them with my special price stethoscope and give them a checkup and really had this uh, desire to help people feel good. So I will never forget, I was around fourth or fifth grade and we had this amazing vacation with the family to Spain and I felt so bad when my mom was stuck in the hotel room for a couple of days just really sick with migraines. And this left a big impression because uh, not only did I miss out on her, you know, being with us and, and as a kid just missing your mom being able to be with you, but also it felt really bad I couldn't help her. And I think that formed an early impression of, like, if I were to ever get migraines, there's just not that much you can do about them, is what I thought at the time. And you just had to manage them and step out of life for a couple of days and sit in the dark room. <laughs> so that's, you know, what I learned about it as a, as a kid. And then um, fast forward a few years, I started to get really into science and was inspired by my grandpa who was a compounding pharmacist. I just thought it was so cool that you could influence the body to heal with chemistry and started to learn a lot about that. Between that and my um, following my dad's footsteps, who's an engineer also, I ended up going to school for pharmaceutical engineering. And all that time, you know, in school and early into my career, I was starting to get migraines myself. So my worst nightmare had come true. And um, just like my mom, they're debilitating, and I would get them. I'm sure it had something to do with the stress and not eating very well as a student, but I would get them multiple times a week. And, um, you know, thinking they were genetic, I didn't know that there was much you could do to really get rid of them. Uh, I just went the conventional route at the time. And it wasn't until years later, um, at the ripe old age of 27, my body just started to fall apart. I uh, had debilitating fatigue, chronic pain, digestive issues, all hitting me at this one time. Um, and that's really when I said to myself, I can't put up with all of these things for the rest of my life. I mean, I know doctors were telling me there's nothing they could do. I was nothing you know, generally unusual or wrong with me. But deep down, I knew that as an engineer who solves problems and things like that, if I really put my mind to it, I could figure this out. So that's what I would consider the breaking point where I was like, I need to really um, look into this. And luckily, that's when I also discovered functional medicine, which functional medicine and functional nutrition for an engineer is so aligned because it's all about looking at the root causes and treating the systems and underlying issues instead of just um, treating the symptoms over and over again. So loving that, I just dove into that and started spending hours a day studying and tens of thousands of dollars on my trying out different modalities and continuing my education in that direction so I could finally get to the root causes of um, not just the pain and, and fatigue, but as I started to work out these things, I noticed that I was more resilient to what used to cause migraines. So whereas I used to be really sensitive to bright lights or missing a meal or jet lag or something like that, those weren't triggering uh, migraines anymore. I had just built more resilience as I'd worked on my health at this deeper level. And when I started to notice that um, resilience, I was just amazed and realized that if I could help other people like me that, that were busy professionals and um, needed to get to the bottom of their migraines and move past them, or people like my mom where it was really um, impacting her ability to enjoy life that I really had to do 
um, do that. And so I went back, looked at the key several things that had made that um, impact in my own health, and reverse engineered what I now call migraine freedom plan. So when you look back at when you were 27, when you kind of hit your your rock bottom, um, mm-hmm. what kind of things were going on in your life that you think may have um, started just really triggering the migraines and leading to the, the decline in your health? Mm-hmm. So I think migraines I had had for a decade at that point, and those were that was should have been a red flag to me that there was some kind of imbalance going on in my body. That was my body trying to get my attention and do something, but unfortunately I didn't listen until more things started to fall apart. And, um, you know, years of taking ibuprofen and things like that really impacted my gut. Um, all through school, I can't say I ate terribly well. <laughs> ate pretty terribly, actually, and um, would stay up late studying and what have you. So I that kind of war on my body over the time and then um, all it took was a big emotional stressor that just put me over the edge. So it's really common to hear um, people, when you hear people's stories, they'll look back and realize there was um, maybe a divorce or lost a job or some kind of a rift in the family or something major like that emotionally can trigger the physical side to just um, fall apart, which I think is just super fascinating to look at. Yeah, so my husband just had his first migraine. He's 48, and he just had um, some major surgery to um, kind of fix a heart defect, and um, it's been about, I I guess, three weeks post-op, and he had his first... um, ocular migraine. Um, He didn't really have the pain, but he had the aura and and the the vision issues. But, you know, know, his doctor and, um, you know, we're all thinking it was like from the stress and the trauma of the surgery that Mm -hmm. now it's kind of triggered the the migraine. And hopefully, you know, as he gets back into his normal, you know, routine and and (laughs) self-care, Um, that he could kind of stave off any further ones. But that's interesting, like a major life event can kind of trigger. Mm-hmm. Sometimes surgery, right, or a big infection or life event will trigger whether it's uh, autoimmune issues or some other breakdown of the system at that deep level. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, so can you give us some tips um, for somebody who suffers chronic migraines um, that wants to kind of um, manage them with, you know, hopefully without ibuprofen um, or painkillers or kind of stave off the symptoms, what what can we do? Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing is to start thinking about them differently. Um, I like to teach people that it's a layering of, of stressors. So when you're have different stresses in your life, whether they're internal from, let's say, a dairy sensitivity or external, like sitting in traffic, when all those things start to layer up, then you're more sensitive to um, what you might know as your migraine triggers. So uh, if there's some things that you can do to just lower that overall stress proactively, then you have more tolerance for the things that you don't have control over. So, for example, 
a thing that we do have control over. We can try to have a nice sleeping routine where we go to bed and, and get up at the same time or eating balanced meals and, and things like that versus, um, you know, a big pro- we know we have a big project coming up at work that's going to potentially add some layers of stress in our life. So those are the times that it's good to say, okay, I don't, you know, in the past I've been more prone to migraines during the end of the year rush, but because I know that I'm going to be the Eva and take extra good care of myself this season so that even if, um, let's say you know that you don't handle chocolate that well and it makes you more prone to get migraines, well, giving up chocolate for the rest of your life seems like a big burden, right? But if there's a stressful time in your life where you know you might be more prone to migraines, then taking an extra care to avoid the chocolate or red wine or other triggers and stressors can lower that whole stress level in your body so that the work doesn't get to you or um, the trip you have coming up doesn't push you over the edge to get one. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, to me it sounds like just learning to live more intentionally. Um, and I know as we're recording this, we're sort of in the middle of the holiday season and um I know over the years I used to have kind of felt like I would be sliding into home plate like after um, New Year's just being banged up and bruised and feeling like my, you know, I had just um, really abused my body with staying up late and probably extra alcohol and sugar. And um, a couple of years ago I started really entering the holidays more intentionally and I actually carry around a little note card in my purse, and I have one by my bed and in my um, bathroom, just kind of reminding myself of how I want to feel um, come New Year's Day. You know, I want to feel vibrant and alive and ready to take on the new year and, um, you know, not kind of that um, version that I had several years ago. And I just think that setting my day, um, you know, seeing that note card on my my bathroom when my bathroom mirror and seeing it at the end of the day, it really allows me to enter my day more intentionally of how I'm going to take care of myself. And it sounds like mm-hmm. when you're dealing with chronic migraines, you need to kind of live your life with more um, intention, and um, you know that that can kind of help in more mindfulness. I think that's really a great way to put it, intention around um, the daily routines. And then, I mean, the holiday is a perfect example. Another example is is travel because I see a lot of people when they go, whether it's a work trip or even a vacation, they say, oh, you know, I'm on vacation. I'll forget about the whole eating healthy and how I treat my body at home. And then they end up getting to their destination feeling um, or, you know, getting home, <laughs> worst case, feeling run down, maybe getting more migraines when they when they get there and things like that because they're in this mentality of anything goes, I'm on vacation. But if you're really, if you need to show up at your destination sharp for an event or you just want to get to, um, you know, Peru and explore and enjoy this trip, then that's the time to put a little bit of extra thought into packing healthy snacks and, and um, planning your flights and things like that so that you arrive feeling great. It just it takes a little extra planning and intention, like you said. 
Yeah, and I know for me when I'm traveling, not getting dehydrated um, so easy to do. Um, mm-hmm. I know I'm prone, prone to urinary tract infections, and it that usually happens when I'm, you know, not kind of living with intention and making sure that I'm drinking my water. Um, so, you know, I think that that is really important when you're traveling, too. Now, I would love to hear some of your ideas for stress reduction. Like, what do you do? Um, how do you take care of yourself to sort of lower your stress? <laughs> well, my latest effort that I've been walking around with last few weeks is um, box breathing. Do you ever try that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, why don't you kind of take yeah. us through that? discuss that. Um, it's really simple breathing technique that you can do even if you're just walking down the hallway or, or walking to some place or driving in the car. So that's why I, I love it because you can just catch yourself feeling stressed and then what the box breathing is is just slowly inhaling for five counts, holding for five counts, slowly exhaling for five and then holding. So you have this pattern and it takes a little bit of your attention to um, get into it, and then it's really calming. So, um, you know, if things get a little hectic at the holiday party or whatever, that's even a perfect time to just quietly do that, and no one will even know that you're doing it, but it it just soothes your nervous system. So breathing exercises like that are really cool. Another one um, that I like to do is alternate nostril breathing. So I do that um, before when I get home from um like a long day of meetings or something like that. It's a good way to really soothe the, soothe the nervous system. In that case, it, you have to Google it to to see what it looks like. But you hold one side of your nose closed and then the other side, so that might not be something that you do when you're walking around. But it's a good thing to do when you get home or get to your car or whatever. Um, and then for people that are more techie and like the biofeedback, I really like this tool called HeartMath. It is um, it has a little heart rate variability sensor that you attach to your earlobe and then can plug right into your phone. And then um, as you're doing some breathing exercises or mental relaxation exercises, you can get feedback right on your phone about how your nervous system is reacting. And so for people that are more um, data-driven, that gives you that instant feedback about whether what you're doing is working or not. So that's really cool, too. Yeah, another, I, I have heart math, and I and I, um, I really enjoy it. Another little app that I've discovered recently in device, it's called the Spire, S-P-I-R-E, and it mm. kind of monitors your breathing, and if you start shallow breathing, it sends a little um, alert to your phone so that you can kind of be more mindful of your breath and um, I, I've really enjoyed that as well. And I have to tell you, another way that I am taking care of myself this holiday season, I um, decided that when my my daughter is at dance on Tuesdays, um, right next door to her dance studio is um, a community acupuncture um, mm. a co-op. I don't know if you've ever heard of those. Um, and they're great because you doesn't um you don't have to have insurance it's kind of a um you know pay scale you know you pay what you feel like you can afford anywhere from $15 mm-hmm. to $30 for a session and the session 
you know, is really as long as you want it to be. Um, and it's, I just went last night, and it really helps me to kind of relax um, and support my adrenals during the holiday season. So um, I'm sure that, you know, acupuncture could be really helpful, too, for for people who have migraines. Oh, yeah, totally. And, and really anybody that's trying to knock their stress down a bit. I love acupuncture. Um, the other one I've been doing lately is just keeping um, soothing music on hand. So either, whether I'm cooking or just working away at a presentation or something like that, just having that on um, and the ambient noise somehow is very soothing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love I love like piano music. I, I do the same mm-hmm. thing. And then the other thing too that I think is helpful is um maybe diffusing some essential oils. I've I find that really helps like reduce my anxiety and stress levels as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a good time to just pause and take a minute and consciously relax and have that ritual around um de stressing too. Yeah, you had a great podcast recently about essential oils, so yeah, yeah, and we actually have a um, a new mini course coming too on PCOS and essential oils in the new year. So I'm excited about that. Um, and so, kind of, let, let's kind of go back, um, bring this full circle. I was talking about women going through my Sparkle Cleanse um, that were experiencing some, some migraines, and what we really did was, um, you know, work with um, the the ladies to kind of um kind of slow down the detox process and instead of doing two shakes a day they were you know we were started them off on just um one shake a day you know if you're dealing with migraines and that really seemed to help um so tell us some you know what you think are some of those root root causes and and um uh, for migraines and I think detoxification is one of them yeah detoxification is absolutely one of them and and you're right, if it's happening really rapidly for somebody, they're going to have more severe reaction. Um, however that shows up, whether it's their skin or their migraines or um, anything like that. But over time, continuing to work on this detoxification should make them more um, resilient because that is a root cause. Another one would just be hormone imbalances in general, which their audience would um, be familiar with and interested in looking for anyway. So that in itself can be a, um underlying issue that's contributing to them. I mean, a lot of women report, for example, just that they get more migraines a certain time of the month um, or they'll see a shift in their migraine patterns after pregnancy or um, leading up to menopause and things like that as their hormones start to shift their migraines um, patterns will change. And what about gut? How, do, how does that come into play in digestion? Digestion is huge because if, um, for a couple of reasons, one, if um, you're not uh, digesting and assimilating the nutrients, then your body is always on that um, constant level of stress because it's missing out key components. So that's um, poor digestion is one thing, and then another common issue is food sensitivities. 
um, because if your if your immune system's on high alert, constantly having an immune reaction to food that you're taking in, um, then that's just contributing to overall inflammation and and stress level in your body too. So digestion is a really big one. On top of that, um, parasites are and and bacterial imbalances are incredibly common. Um, and parasites, for example, will as they're eating nutrients in your gut, they'll spit off toxins um, that your body then has to process, and it adds to that liver burden. So it's just one more stress. So those are all um, examples of underlying issues that we look at in functional diagnostic nutrition. So earlier when we were talking about managing the um, environment and taking extra care to avoid triggers when you're in a stressful time, those are great things to do to manage migraines and kind of work around experiencing them so frequently. But if you really want to get to the bottom of them and build resilience from within, then you need to start looking at those um, underlying systems and making sure everything's working properly and in balance and looking for healing opportunities at that deeper level is often the key to uh, real mi- real freedom from migraines. So if if um, women listening are interested in learning more about your migraine freedom program um, and, you know, how they can work with you, can you give us um, you know, some information on how we can get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, a good place to start would be to take a five- question quiz I put together. I get a lot of questions from people like, okay, that's great, you've got all these different underlying um, causes that could be behind my migraine, but where would I start? And I usually walk people through a conversation asking a few questions, so I put those together on my website at uh, engineeringradiance.com forward slash next steps, and that's just a quick five-question quiz where you can see um, what area you might want to investigate first, basically. So, like, if you were, if we were chatting, what I would tell you would be a good place to um, at least take a deeper look at and see if there's an imbalance there that could be behind your suffering. Great. So that's uh, – and we will post the link to that um, at the bottom of this podcast. Um, and then you have a, um, a process that you take women through um, called Migraine Freedom. You know, based on mm-hmm. is that an online is that an online program or is that a um, like one-on-one coaching program? That right now is a one-on-one coaching program, and it has so the four steps at a high level are dream, dive, heal, thrive. So first off, with that we have to talk about what your life would look like if you were really free from migraines. Because a lot of people have had migraines for so long, it's hard to even imagine. But I want people to recognize how much those migraines are impacting your life and your family and your social life, too. I actually remember the day that I went to go see a naturopath for the first time. I'd been um, burnt out and in a lot of pain and fatigue for months, and doctors had told me they couldn't help me, so I didn't know what to do. I would just come home from work and lay on the couch like a zombie. And I actually remember this one day um, 
my boyfriend asked me if I didn't love him anymore. I just had no energy for that relationship, and I was just getting through one day at a time at that point. I hadn't even realized how my poor health was impacting uh, this relationship. So that really was a wake-up call and helped me realize that I needed to get help. And so thinking through those kinds of things can be um, important and really drive motivation to stick with a healing protocol later on. So that's why we spend a lot of time talking about how migraines might be impacting earning potential, productivity, your relationships, or anything else that's just holding you back from doing in in your life. And then we dive into the data. So I know you're not crazy when you tell me that you have not just migraines, but skin issues and, and everything else. So we'll look at um, the functional lab data and prove you're not crazy by finding these root causes that we were talking about earlier and look at patterns and hormones and digestion and start to find the hidden imbalances. And clients often tell me that they learn more about their bodies in this one step than after years of going to neurologists and other doctors just because once they see how the systems are interrelated, they really start to understand how their um, body is functioning, which is empowering, I would say. And then on the heel step, this is a time to set aside extra time for self-care and really learn how to um, treat your body to support it in the way it needs to heal and repair itself. But, of course, in a way that's still approachable, even if you're a busy professional. Now, I was a busy engineer when I was going through all of this, but I know it's not necessarily possible to just skip out and go to a yoga retreat for six months while you heal, but we find ways together that um, you can work it in. And then in the last step, thrive as you're starting to get your energy back and um, start to participate in life again. We still have to find ways to sustain these healthy habits that have gotten you this far and keep them up in a realistic and simple way. So that's where we start to talk about more tools and, and long-term strategies to um, make sure that you can um, maintain this new sense of freedom that you found. So as you can see, it's not really for somebody that wants a quick fix. There's plenty of pills for that, and there's certainly always going to be a demand for that, which is fine. But when people are really fed up with chasing the triggers and constantly managing symptoms and working around their migraines, then um, they're really ready to work at the root cause level, then those are the people that love this kind of approach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's so similar to this, the approach to managing your PCOS, too. I think that, you know, doing the Migraine Freedom Program would probably end up helping PCOS symptoms, too. Um well, you know, it was really a pleasure talking to you, Erin, um, and, you know, sharing your insight and knowledge about migraines. Um, you know, it was, um, thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Well, thank you, Amy. I hope this helps people. <laughs> well, and thank you for everyone listening, and I look forward to being with you again soon. Bye-bye.